Hello, everybody. Welcome to ASUG Talks, Candid Career Conversations, a podcast production of the America's SAP Users Group. I'm Laurel Nelson Rowe, Managing Editor with ASUG and your ASUG Talks Season 2 podcast host. In each Candid Career Conversation episode, we explore career paths and progress, experiences and insights, moments of success and decision do-overs with ASUG members who have led or participated in SAP technology projects and enterprise-wide IT initiatives. We know the work-life stories, the high points, the sage advice, and tough lessons learned will engage you, will inspire you, and you are our audience across the information technology, SAP customer, and ASUG member community. It's time for today's talk. Let's get to it. Today, I'm joined by Amy Herr, Associate Partner with Ascendin. Welcome to ASUG Talks, Amy. Thanks for having me, Laurel. Super excited to be here. Yeah, it's, it's a great day and a great conversation to come. But before we get to those career details, we'd like to take a step back with a couple of questions about your background. Where did you grow up and did that affect you in wanting to become a professional? And if so, how? Yeah, so I grew up in the Twin Cities in Minnesota, and I think it definitely did affect me as a professional. You know, Minnesota Nice is a real thing. You know, as you're pumping gas, for those five minutes you're pumping gas, you learn about the person next to you's whole life. And it's such a wholesome, genuine conversation that it really has translated into, you know, who I am as a professional because everyone that I meet, I have these genuine conversations with kind of, you know, no direction or no intention behind it and just having these wonderful, wholesome moments to get to know people. And when there's opportunities to help, I'm willing to do that. And I feel like Minnesotans definitely are always very neighborly, very willing to help. And I think that's translated across into, into my you know, professional world. Into your professional life and kind of along the same lines, what values and principles from your childhood have contributed to your career and the professional that you are today? Well, I came from an extremely large family. I have five brothers, four of which that are older than me. So my parents were obviously very busy, <laughs> had their hands full. And so we were taught to be considerate of each other, you know, treat each other how we want to be treated and, and help where we could. Whatever we wanted, we had to work hard for. It was, there were no handouts. And then with my dad being a mechanic, you know, he was a tinkerer by nature. So the value there was that always try to figure it out yourself first before you ask for help, you know, and obviously if you, if you need help, ask for it. So I think those are the biggest values and principles that I see, you know, in my everyday professional life, how I conduct myself, you know, always being considerate of others and help where I can and figure it out first. And if I can't, then I'll tap into my resources. Hmm. A tinkerer. You had a model tinkerer. I did. (laughs) Did that influence how you wanted to pursue a career in information technology? And and did you always want to pursue a career in IT? You know, that's interesting. I did not actually have any plans to pursue a career in IT, although the rest of my family members stumbled into their IT careers. But my first um, kind of taste in IT and tinkering, I worked as a cell phone technician in college where I actually broke apart cell phones and 
replaced, you know, hardware, soldered things onto the motherboard. And, you know, it was really cool because when I first started, I mean, I was replacing rubber keypads on a flip phone. And by the time I left the job, I was troubleshooting software on the smartphones that had no keypads. So it was very cool. And so that was a little bit of an exposure to IT. I kind of mostly stumbled into the IT world, you know, just from various different roles that I've had and just grew from there. Do you still fix phones? I fix my own phones <laughs> and I've saved many of friends from their cracked screens, um, you know, from having to replace their cell phones, but I don't do it anymore. What was your first true IT role with SAP technology involved? Ah, so yeah, my first IT role where I actually was first exposed to SAP was when I worked for a consulting firm that provided IT solutions. And one of the solutions they provided was SAP security. And it was through my interactions with those SAP folks that I started to learn just the vastness of the SAP solutions. I saw only one small module and realized there were numerous modules and numerous different um, capabilities that SAP had. So was that was a first step in this SAP world. Would you say that over time you've been a career opportunist? Were you always tapped for roles? Are you a hybrid? Yeah, well, I definitely... Um... I'm a big planner. So I started out as, you know, um, I had a path that I, I wanted to take and I, you know, a path that I had carved for myself. But as most people know, life doesn't always pan out the way you intend. So since then, I've kind of taken opportunities that were put before me and opportunities that I never really considered myself for, but I found it interesting and I had the right skill set. So I, you know, kind of figured why not give it a try. And, you know, um, so yeah, I think I'm definitely more of a hybrid person when it comes to, to the career path. So we're going to talk about that career path, but we're going to challenge you. ASUG Talks likes lightning round questions. So here in two minutes or less, share your career highlights in the world of IT and SAP technology. After I got my college degree, I started in marketing. I did operations, finance, and then I finally fell into IT. And I feel like the biggest highlights, um, it's kind of hard to pick one specific one out because, you know, in, in the realm of IT, there's so much, so many different kinds of projects you can get involved in. The biggest ones that stand out to me were projects that involved folks from different divisions, different departments of the company that came together to accomplish a large undertaking that affected the entire company. So an example that comes to mind is when we did a big process ownership conversion during a merger and acquisition. We had to take a whole HR process, IT components com included, and gathered all the components that we needed to make sure that it was a seamless transfer over so our folks didn't get lost in the mix. So that was a really cool project because we worked with business users. We worked with IT, very technical IT folks. We worked with HR you know, folks that didn't know anything about the systems and the processes and having to understand how they use the tools and then um, another big project was implementing a new system that improved efficiency in the process flow and the work stream, just gathering, you know, same types of folks, you know, technical, non-technical folks, and getting, you know, their input to make sure that we were able to implement this new system without any big holdups or any big obstacles. And when those projects, you know, you take the time to really 
get into the details and make sure you don't leave any I's undotted or T's uncrossed when you see a seamless implementation of it and there's really no big rework. It's it's really um, a big accomplishment. And I th- feel like those are the biggest highlights from my career that I can, you know, kind of pinpoint. And on those two examples, what role did you play? I played more of a liaison between different divisions. Um, I did lead the recruiting side, you know, how we use the tools, the data management, data migration from our recruiting tools over to the HR systems. And then another one that I did was I kind of led the project. I vetted the new system, had them come and present to our stakeholders and then decide from there, you know, if we wanted to move, which system we wanted to go forward with and then start the implementation process from there. Sounds like a lot of diplomacy through these opportunities. (laughs) Yes, very people-oriented roles for sure. (laughs) So as you've reflected back on career to date, what's been the favorite job role or responsibility so far? So far, I would have to say, it's hard to pick because there's so many different aspects of roles that you like, but my favorite job is probably the one I'm currently in. And no, it was not a paid endorsement to say that. (laughs) No, um, no, I really do uh, love this job mainly because I have the opportunity to meet new people every day. I have the opportunity to continue to build relationships and then ultimately connect these people to each other. You know, it's incredibly satisfying when I can help, say, a candidate find a right opportunity when, you know, whether they've been laid off or if they're just looking for an opportunity to grow or pivot their career or, you know, maybe a consultant looking for another contract. And then on the other side of that, you know, a client having a major challenge that they have to work on and finding and having the exact right person with the exact right skill sets for them to take on that challenge is really satisfying when you could see just, you know, two very happy parties join up and have a mutual, a mutually beneficial relationship. And is this role in, involved with placing people in SAP technology projects specifically? Yeah. So um, a big chunk of what we do at Ascendant is we work with SAP consultants and we actually help with SAP implementation partners. So we work with clients who are directly implementing SAP or implementation partners who are helping clients implement SAP. And we have a huge network of SAP professionals that we've worked with for the last 15 years that come on and off projects that we can, you know, that we know and trust. And we've had a a great working relationship with them and we've deployed them on these projects. We've also done, you know, executive searches for folks, for companies that are looking for folks to join them permanently as well. So, yeah, I mean, through conversations, you know, you never know when you meet the right person for the right opportunity. So you've been there and done that on SAP projects, and now you're placing other professionals into those roles and responsibilities. Correct. So you're in your in your favorite right now. On the flip side, what's been the most challenging role and responsibility in your past life? All these tough questions. It's really hard (laughs) to pinpoint. You know, I feel like any role that kind of requires you to learn a new skill or to kind of have some vulnerability and and say, hey, I don't know how to do that, um, I think is kind of a challenging place to be. But one that specifically comes to mind was my my job as a financial analyst. I was not a numbers person at all. It was definitely a huge weakness of mine. Like I 
barely made it through my college courses, my college math courses. I can but, um, <laughs> but, you know, it really made me focus on something that I, you know, didn't feel confident about, a skill I didn't feel confident about. It made me really hone in and focus on a weakness and taught me to be comfortable with making mistakes and learning from those mistakes. And then also leveraging tools and resources to kind of help overcome any shortcomings that I might have. So Needless to say, I got really good at Excel in that role. (laughs) What's been the best career decision that you made and why was it the best and what did you learn from that decision process? The best decision I've made to date is probably leaving my old company and joining this one. And it's the reason why I say that is because, you know, it's always scary to go somewhere new and try, you know, start a new position. But it's extra scary when you've been somewhere for a long time, you have established relationships, you know, the business process and procedures in and out, you're kind of a subject matter expert in your area. And leaving that comfort zone to something that's new and different was incredibly scary. It was a big challenge for me, you know, because it's a completely new environment, new, new role, new skills. Yeah, I took the risk and I did it. And it was It's been just an amazing, incredible experience so far. Is there anything in your career, either project or career path that you'd like to do over? And why would you like to do it over again? The one thing um, that really, really stuck out to me was not taking a risk because of the fear of failure. So I actually had just started at this company and I was in, uh, not this current company, but I started at a company. I was about five or six months in and a management position had come open and my manager came in and said, Hey, did you put your name in for the role? And I said, no, I'm brand new. Like I just started. I don't think I'm ready for it. And so she's like, okay. And she took my word for it, you know, but I eventually ended up in that management role a year you know, and a half later, once I was in that role, I realized that I should have just taken the opportunity and taken the risk, you know, of maybe I wasn't 100% ready for it, but I would have learned along the way because, you know, I did just fine in that position. So I think if I could have done it again, I would have taken a moment to pause and think about, you know, whether or not I should have just thrown my name in the mix and kind of see, you know, how the interview process went and if they thought I was ready for it, regardless if I didn't feel that that way or not. Is there any time or opportunity or job that you went after and didn't get? And what might that have taught you? (laughs) I wanted to be a fighter pilot, but apparently I didn't, you know, reach the height minimum. (laughs) Uh, No, in all seriousness, I feel like it's hard to remember a job that I really wanted and didn't get because, you know, I felt like if it wasn't meant for me, it wasn't meant for me. And the biggest lesson learned was, you know, there was a reason why, you know, I didn't get that job, whether I didn't have the right skill set or I didn't fit the team um, dynamic. But what it did allow was for me to get the roles that I have gotten in the past and that have shaped me to who I am today. Great, great. Are there aspects of education, training, professional development that have been essential for your success and your career path? Yeah. I mean, I've taken um, different courses and certifications, but I felt like the the best experiences for growth and education was getting hands-on and learning from other folks, whether it's 
events like ASUG or, um, you know, different training events where you can collaborate on, you know, a mock project. I think there's something really incredible and valuable in learning from your peers through their obstacles and their experiences and their challenges that they've overcome. And, you know, it gives you a different perspective on things too. So we're going to go to a, a next lightning round, two minutes or less, to explain what are the three things that you've learned from being in this field, this field of IT and, and SAP technology that people should know as they're considering careers in IT with SAP? Yeah, um, you know, the IT world, as big as it is, it is a very tight-knit community. You know, you're never alone. There's plenty of SAP users that are very eager to help each other through challenges and talk about different obstacles that they've overcome. Another thing is that You may think you're going through a very unique challenge, but more often than not, there's someone out there that's already gone through that same exact challenge and, you know, could help you through with approaches and ideas. All it takes is just having those conversations and initiating those collaborative moments where you can talk to each other about it. And then another thing is that I feel like the underlying tone to everything I'm kind of saying is that people are such great assets in general when it comes to resources, when it comes to education and knowledge sharing, they are just the greatest asset to organizations. And the organizations that value those folks will keep them inspired, motivated, and definitely invest in training. Has it been a challenge for you to get out and find people who've been helpful? Sometimes IT people are associated with being introverts. I sense you're not an introvert, but... (laughs) It's been challenging to find the right people and the right network. You know, sometimes it could be. I feel like the SAP community, though, is a little different. You know, they are a lot more open and open to, you know, talk about different things that they've come across and willing to learn from each other. So say if you're talking developers outside of SAP, maybe, you know, but in general, SAP, I feel like does a really good job of creating that community across industries and and across jobs and functions. Mm -hmm. What are you most passionate about in what you do now? What what drives that passion? Well, I think the um, bottom line is being able to help people, being able to connect the right people at the right time. And I'm just lucky enough to get to do that for a living, you know, and that's not just for IT in general, like it's everything in life, you know, if, if I come across people that may be interested in a nonprofit that someone else I know is running. You know, I definitely would love to connect those people. And so it's, it's just there's so many different avenues that what I do allows me to just kind of reach out beyond IT and beyond the professional realm of my life. What kind of feedback, by the way, do you get from those professionals that you place in, in great positions? A lot of times it's, you know, it becomes a long-term relationship because it's not just, you know, a quick, oh, hey, you have skills A, B, and C. This person's looking for skills A, B, and C. It's really taking the time to to get to know them and who they are and what they value, you know, on both sides. You know, when a hiring manager is looking for someone, you know, not only do they want certain skill sets, but they want this type of personality. And so I feel like I really get to know these folks and the reactions, you know, uh, to answer your question, the reactions I get from them, it's not so much a reaction. It's just more of a, a long, you know, standing relationship. And then there's lots of trust there so we can work with each other over time. And it's not just a one-time thing. 
So it's the positive and, and the passion and the, and the feedback. What, what's most difficult about what you do now? Most difficult would definitely be timing because I might know the exact right person you're looking for, but they may not be available at the time or the project comes uh, along when, you know, other folks are, are unavailable for whatever, you know, if they're working on another project or if they're dealing with some family things. So it's, it's timing for sure. I think it's the most difficult thing. Does the pace of technology change also challenge you and the people that you're attempting to place in positions? I feel like most folks in IT, especially, um, you know, in regards to SAP, there's always this continuous education that, you know, is part of the culture of IT. And I, I don't really see those challenges because most of the folks that I, you know, kind of interact with are always on top of that continuous education. Sure, when a brand new solution or a brand new technology comes out, you know, it's going to be hard to find folks that, you know, have taken um, the initiative and taken the training right away. But I mean, I feel like most folks are so resourceful and um, on top of, you know, continuing to learn that it's not really a, that big of a challenge. And is the demand for SAP IT professionals growing? Do you have that sense? Yeah, I mean, um, we've seen a surge in it in the last year. Um, I mean, it really was a candidate's market as well. I mean, there were so many opportunities that candidates kind of had their picking, but, you know, it, it, it ebbs and flows like everything else. You know, sometimes there's a lot of opportunity and other times uh, not as much, just depending on what companies are going through and, and you know, what their budgets allow. Mm-hmm. As you reflect back, what are you most proud of across your professional life so far? Ah, uh, you know... I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So (laughs) for me, the things I'm most proud of is actually allowing myself to make mistakes, you know, to what do they call fail forward, right? So (laughs) making those mistakes and learning from them. So, you know, and and growing from it, it is terribly frightening to not be able to deliver 110% all the time. But, you know, as hard as it is to take those lessons, it is kind of great to see that, you know, looking back at myself, say 20 years ago, you know, it's just great to see the growth from there, from all those mistakes that I've made and learned from. Either from the feedback that you get from from clients placed uh, in roles or from your own experience, are there things that you'd like to change about the field of IT and the field of SAP IT? Well, I've heard a lot of my clients say that, you know, they would wish that there was a little bit more transparency within SAP, you know, how they present their solutions and where they are in that life cycle of the solutions being developed. And then transparency in plans, pricing, just because, you know, there's a lot of hidden fees later on down the road. And then SAP's future roadmap so that, you know, companies can kind of plan accordingly as well. And also, like the number of acronyms that they have within SAP, you know, we can barely keep up with the ones that are already there. So I feel like whenever there's a new uh, solution or new uh, tool, they have a new acronym to come with it. To your last point, in, in some recent announcements, they, they literally had information about it used to be called this and now it's called this. And then that was very, very helpful if they could always give that kind of primer along with what they're doing. That was it would, it would provide for greater clarity and transparency. Like a cheat sheet or something of acronyms <laughs> would be great. <laughs> a glossary. glossary. 
What have been the most helpful resources that you've used and utilized and advised your clients to use along the way? And you mentioned ASA and others as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I mean, obviously, ASUG is a great tool for people or a, group, a great community for people to to join and be a part of, because I feel like the most helpful resources are people. You know, I keep coming back to that, but it's, it's I truly believe it's it's the the knowledge base. You know, training can only cover so much where with people, they've experienced so many different things and have tackled so many different different kinds of problems and created so many different solutions. And I feel like that's definitely been the most helpful resources that I've, you know, encountered along the way. Great, great. So your last lightning round question, what are the three best pieces of advice that you'd give to those either considering their career in IT and SAP tools or along the path of IT and SAP? What are are the pieces of advice? I would say, first and foremost, continuous education. Take advantage of attending events like the ones that ASEG puts on. Um, you know, they include training events about what's new and what's going on within SAP. They have, you know, extra, you know, tidbits from clients about different cases they've been through or, you know, just kind of experiences that they can share. You know, you get to meet other folks in the in the industry. So to the second point, get out there and network. You know, you can definitely meet some really interesting folks where, where maybe you can help them or they can help you and, you know, open up opportunities to collaborate. And then my last tip in, you know, I guess an advice with SAP in particular is, you know, if you're starting out in it, learn as much as you can, you know, technically, functionally about different areas of SAP, wear various hats, but at some point find a niche that you, you know, you find that you enjoy and plays on your strengths, like, you know, whether it be BTP, GTS, Treasury, IBP. I've seen so many folks that specialize in those areas that become very valuable folks to the organization um, or to any, you know, projects that they um, participate in. So specialization and grow that network and, and get out there and learn. Yeah. Yes. So we've come to the wrap up question. If you could have that one superpower to be better at your job and more successful in your career, what would it be? So I wish there was a way for me to make flying, you know, work as a superpower, (laughs) but uh, more practical. I wish, um, you know, that I, my one superpower would be like picture perfect memory. So I can recall all the right people at the right moment when I'm talking to someone who might be needing someone, you know, exactly like that person. You know, it's it's kind of like a moving puzzle piece. Yeah. You know, I wish I, I had a perfect recall of the perfect piece to put in that spot when it becomes available. Sounds like a database. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> forever database. All right. Yes. A perfect people. So anything else? No, I feel like, you know, um, I've talked a lot about myself. So (laughs) sharing with yourself and conversing about your career. That's the point. So thanks very much for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. What a great wisdom filled way to end this ASUG Talks Candid Career Conversation episode. I'm sure our audience agrees. And speaking of audience, let's continue to expand our engaged listeners and our ASUG Talks guest list. If it's time for you to ASUG talk with me in a candid career conversation of your own from your office or work from home space, contact me 
Laurel Nelson Rowe, ASUG Managing Editor and your podcast host via ASUG.com. We want to schedule your talk time now. And remember to share this and every ASUG Talks episode with colleagues, with friends, with your professional network, and coworkers on your teams across your enterprise. ASUG Talks is available on ASUG.com and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Until we talk again.